Welcome to a special episode of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry focusing on God's unconditional love and grace. Today we're continuing to bring you highlights from the 2018 Healing is Here conference held at Andrews Karras Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado. If we deal with the sin problem, we've dealt with the sickness problem. And now here's Andrew. Welcome to a special edition of the Gospel Truth Broadcast. Today, we're going to be playing some more excerpts from our 2018 Healing is Here conference. And today, we're going to be uh, showing you Barry Bennett's teaching. Uh, it was powerful. We saw so many lives changed, and Barry Bennett is just a great, great blessing to me. He's one of our resident teachers. He's the dean of our teachers at Karis Bible College, and I tell you, he's just a powerful guy. He's fluent in Spanish. He was a missionary in Chile, and he is just a blessing. So watch this as we play some of Barry Bennett's teaching from our Healing is Here conference in 2018. Every kingdom has a culture. The power of darkness has a culture. The kingdom of God has a culture. I ministered for 18 years in Spanish, and so Spanish became my new culture. When we are translated, here's what happens. When we get translated from the power of darkness, or let's say the culture of darkness, and translated into the kingdom of God, we've made a culture change. And what happens to most of us is that we stay rooted in the culture of darkness because that's all we've ever known. And we're unwilling to make a change into the culture of the kingdom. And what is the first thing that should change when you change cultures? Language. You've got to learn a new way to talk. And when I, and I'm not, I've talked to a number of you, I've prayed with a number of you already since, we, since we've been here this week, and please don't take this in, in the wrong way, but you can tell people that are still living under the culture of darkness by the way they talk. And again, Hear my heart, this is to enlighten, not to offend. But you can't, in the kingdom of God, say, I have cancer. You can't say in kingdom language, I have this and I have that. You can't take possession of something that was done away with on the cross. You're still talking the wrong language. If you have it, give it back. You shouldn't have it. Now, there may be something trying to attack you, and I know Daniel and, and Carly have said this over and over. I say this quite a bit. You aren't the sick trying to get well. You are the healed resisting sickness. That's kingdom talk. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's kingdom talk. You've got to learn how to talk in the kingdom. You've got to learn a new language. You've got to learn a new culture. You've got to learn a new way to, to, to hold yourself, to walk, the way you see things, the vision. They were talking about vision, imagination, hope. You've got to change your culture if you're going to walk in health. You can't walk in health and walk in this culture of darkness. You can't talk the way they talk. You can't expect what they expect. Folks, this whole culture that we're living in today, the society we're living in today is darkness, has anyone noticed? It's all about setting parameters for your life of how long you should live and when things begin to fail and what drugs are for that, right? 
and everything is about the drugs, the, the, then the, the symptoms, and the, what's, the, what's the word for the drugs? The side effects of the drugs are worse than the, the problem many times, all right? That's culture. And we as Christians have yet to make the switch many times into kingdom culture. We understand it, but it's not what you understand that sets you free. It's what you know by what you hear in your spirit, man. We have got to seek first the kingdom culture, the kingdom language, the kingdom way of seeing things and realizing that if I'm in the kingdom and I've been forgiven of sin, then sickness is a dead issue. Now your body may take a while to respond to that revelation. But it will if you will keep, in the, stay in the kingdom. Your body has no choice but to respond to a superior power. The spirit of God is a superior power. The word of God is a superior power to the word of men. I'm gonna share a couple stories here. Two years ago, I've shared this before, so some of you may have heard it, but two years ago I, I went, I had a, well, let me go back. 1986, I was diagnosed with malignant melanoma on my back, which I understand is not, not a good thing, all right? Went in, doctor says I need to take that off. In the same office visit, he took it off. Says I'm gonna do a biopsy on this, call you, to let you know. Calls me a week later, it is malignant melanoma, you need to come back, I'm gonna take some more. So they took some out of my back. And I had no problem with that at the time. That just seemed like this is, this is the way to go. I had peace with that decision. Two years ago, because I am, I'm familiar with skin issues, and I want to make sure that I don't let the enemy get a foothold anywhere, uh, I went in to have something looked at on my face and on, in my ear, and the doctor says, well, this is easy. I'll just freeze this. But this thing in your ear, that's not good. I know Andrew was talking last night about his ear. So I have an ear story too. I try to keep up with Andrew. <laughs> and so he says, that's not good, so I, I wanna do a biopsy on that, and so he did a biopsy on it. And uh, he called me a week later and he says, this is, this is cancer, and you need to have an operation. And he said, after the operation, then we'll do plastic surgery. Those words right there, faith was born. Now I had two reactions. The first one was, no. And then I gave it some thought and I thought, well, why stop there? Just do the whole thing. <laughs> Plastic surgery, you know. Anyway, something rose up within me and I just, no, no. See, I, it wasn't, uh, weighing the options, it was just no. My spirit got quickened with no. Two weeks later I get a certified letter in the mail because I had failed to make an appointment. I get a certified letter in the mail, you must come in and have this surgery and this plastic surgery and all of this stuff, you must. No, I must not. <laughs> now I am not, don't follow my example, you follow what God tells you. In 1986 I had it cut off. In 2000 and whatever, 16, the Lord said no. All right, a year goes by, one year ago from right now, completely 
healed. Completely healed. It's been another year absolutely pristine. Yeah, I have great looking ears, yeah. They're getting bigger, but whatever. You have to hear from God. You have to hear from God. That's why my book, Hearing God, they told me it's already sold out downstairs. Hopefully they'll get some more in. But everything depends upon hearing from God. But you've got to understand culture and you've got to understand when the Spirit of God speaks to you. Sometimes the word no is the most powerful word the Spirit has. When they told me my son was dead in the womb, dead in the womb 40 years ago, no came out of me. No. 39 years old, just saw him two weeks ago. They were. When I was, I went into an MRI machine. I won't go into the whole long story, but the the mother of all kidney stones. And then I said, okay, well, what can you do? Because I was, I was open to anything at that point. And they said, this is what we need to do. And when I heard what they wanted to do, for those of you in the medical profession, I said, no. Faith was born. You know, it's funny, sometimes faith will get born by by reading the word or hearing, you know, sometimes faith gets born when you hear the doctor. Say, bless God, no. And so I went home with the mother of all kidney stones and two days later it passed without any pain. No pain. The people that that stand up here and teach you have gone through the things they're teaching. I I have other stories. I'm not gonna bore you with all my stories. Thankfully, none of them are dramatically serious, but when something comes, when I find something in my parking place, I change demeanor. It's like Andrew was saying, I get angry. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to give in. And you have got to know that you have a covenant that is a covenant of blessing that is stronger than the power of darkness. You have a culture, a culture of the kingdom that is stronger than the power of the culture of of darkness. You've been forgiven. The root has been dug up. The fruit, quit putting up with it. Sickness is is a function of the power of darkness. Loss, corruption, poverty, all of those things are functions of the power of darkness. But we have been so indoctrinated into the culture of darkness that we still speak that language. We still expect what everyone else expects. We still gauge our progress based upon how we're feeling. What do your feelings have to do with it? This is a very feeling-oriented culture that we live in right now. It's a very me-focused culture. Anyone notice this? Everything is about how you feel and whether or not you've been offended. If somebody said something to hurt your little feelings. Feelings, my feelings. How to, and the, the first question that, that you find on any interview, sports, sports events or whatever, how did that make you feel? Who cares? 
how did, tell me, how did that make you feel? It's like, what planet are you from? Why do you care how I feel? I just won the World Series. How does that make me feel good? I've got two feelings, good, not so good. <laughs> but that's the culture. How do you feel about this? Or you can stand on God's word. You can stand on the promises of God. You can decide that this word is true. I don't care what I feel. It doesn't matter what I feel. My feelings have got to bow the knee. Praise God. Don't let the culture of darkness steal your parking place. Healing came with the job. Healing came with forgiveness. Healing came with salvation. Healing is part of the package. You have an inheritance. Let's, let's look at one more. Let's go to, uh, well, let's, let me go to Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Proverbs 4, 20 says, my son, give attention to my words. I'm gonna teach you how to change cultures, okay? Give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Man, there's your healing right there. If the doctor tells you to take this three times a day for six weeks, you'll do it. If God says, incline your ear to my word, well, if I have time. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart. Just like a dog will watch every move. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Folks, that's kingdom culture. That's how you change kingdoms. You can't incline your ear to the doctor, and I have nothing against doctors, doctors, but listen, I say this all the time. A doctor can be your servant, but he cannot be your Lord. He cannot be your Lord. Jesus is Lord. Incline your ear to his word. Do not let it depart from your sight. Keep it in the midst of your heart, for there is your health. It's in another kingdom. It's in another culture. You can't live in this culture and get those rewards. You've got to change cultures. You've got to change, you've got to learn a new language. Praise God. Is anybody getting anything yet? Let's go to Mark 5. Famous story that I've used probably thousands of times, but let's go to Mark 5. Verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. I love the fact that Jesus didn't get offended that she had spent all of her money on doctors. And he, did, he could have said, and I'm plan B. What's up with that? He didn't go there. Listen, there's grace for you right now. 
Whatever you've done, wherever you've been, whatever your past, whatever your relationship with doctors is, it doesn't matter. There's grace for you right now. Your sins have been forgiven. Healing is your right. Okay? She rather grew worse. Verse 27, when she heard of Jesus, she heard, she heard. All you need to do this week is hear, hear something. Somebody's going to say something that you're going to hear. Somebody is going to say something. I'm not talking about physical. I'm saying someone is going to say something that you are going to hear with your spirit. And that's when the victory starts. She heard of Jesus and she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, she, she took her healing without even a pre-healing interview. <laughs> knowing that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? He didn't even know who it was. And the disciples said, you see the multitude thronging and you say who touched me and he looked around about to her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said daughter your faith has made you whole go in peace and be whole of your plague now there's so many different directions and layers to this it's so rich but I want to give you four things real quick that took place here at least four I mean there's many things taking place here But this woman, and it was mentioned yesterday, she was unclean. She shouldn't even be out in public. And she's a woman, all right? So everything's against her. But she chose to identify with the kingdom rather than the darkness. She chose to identify with, we could say, righteousness, though that wasn't a fully developed subject at the moment. But she chose to identify with Jesus and not with the crowds, not with the curse of the law, not with the potential of being stoned to death. She didn't identify with that. She chose to change what she was going to identify with, trying to help you change kingdoms, change cultures. You choose what you identify with. You're going to choose whether you identify with what happened to Aunt Tilly and what, ha- what the doctor said and what everybody else is saying and what the news says and what the side effects are. You're gonna choose if you're gonna identify with that or if you're gonna identify with the word of God. Amen. You're inclining your ear to something. You are giving your attention to something. She did not fear the curse of the law. She chose to expect the blessings of the covenant. She chose to believe in the mercy of Jesus. She chose, she chose. Everyone in this room has the power to choose. And what you choose, the the kingdom, I forgot to give you one earlier. The kingdom we identify with is the one that will have the greatest influence in our lives. The kingdom we choose to identify with is the one that will have the greatest influence in our lives. And by default, most of us are still identifying with the power of darkness, speaking their language, expecting their results. But she chose something different. She chose to go out of the house. She chose to go through a press of people. She chose to sneak up behind Jesus. 
She chose to see the end from the beginning. She chose to, she says, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. She, what Daniel and Carly were talking about, about the vision, about the imagination. She chose to see herself on down the road healed. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can see what the next stuff is. I'm going to be dancing down the street. I can see that. She chose that. She made those decisions. Knowledge of your rights gives birth to expectation. Knowledge of your rights gives birth to expectation. Knowledge of your inheritance gives birth to action. She, I can't say she had all that. She had enough knowledge to get her down the road to Jesus. But we have a whole lot more than she did. And we've been transferred, we've been translated, we've been delivered from the power of darkness and put into a different kingdom with a different language and different promises and different expectations. But if we refuse to make the switch, then we're gonna keep dealing, dealing with all of this stuff over here and sickness and loss and stealing and killing and destroying and pain and suffering and my feelings and how does that make you feel and all this kind of stuff. Or you can incline your ear to the new kingdom and the righteousness, and the inheritance, and knowing you have rights. And if you have rights, you have expectation. And when you find out you have an inheritance, if you found out that Uncle Joe died and left you $2 million, how many of you would get active? <laughs> what do I have to do? Well, the, all the paperwork's in Chicago, okay? Calling Chicago calling the airlines. In other words, action is going to follow the expectation of an inheritance. That's why these people went to Jesus. That's why they tore the roof off the house. That's why they called out to him over and over again, blind Bartimaeus. That's why the woman with the issue of blood, she, she had an expectation of her inheritance. She had an expectation of what was due her. She felt worthy. Do you feel worthy? Do you feel worthy? Does it have anything to do with your feelings? See, if you base your worthiness on how you feel, you're gonna go up and down. Why don't we change that to, have you been made worthy? Have you been created in worthiness? Are you adopted into the family? Do you have rights? Do you have an inheritance? Are you a part of a new culture? Have you learned its language? Do you understand its expectations, its promises? Are you inclining your ear? Is it in the midst of your heart? Are you seeking it with all your heart? And there's enough healing for every person in this room, there's enough healing for every person on this earth in the word of God, if you're willing to change cultures. Amen. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow as we continue bringing you highlights from Karis Bible College's 2018 Healing is Here Conference. We hope you enjoyed this edition of The Gospel Truth. Andrew would like to extend a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. 
Your gifts make it possible for us to broadcast the message of God's unconditional love and grace all around the world. Because of your contributions, we've been able to put free ministry resources into the hands of millions in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. I'd like to encourage you to get our Healing Is Here materials. We've got it in deep in CDs right here. We also have DVDs that were made at the conference, and we also have a USB here where you can get the entire conference on there. And I tell you, this was powerful. We saw lots of people healed. And the way that Daniel Amstutz and Carly Teradez ministered along with all of our other guests and Audrey Mack, it was just a powerful time. You won't want to miss it. Our healing is here either on CD, DVD, or USB. Today, you viewed a portion of the 2018 Healing is Here conference. This conference in its entirety is available on either a CD or DVD album or on a USB drive for a gift of $49 or more when you contact us. This valuable product includes 16 powerful teachings that will build your faith to receive your own healing and help you minister healing to others. Also available is the free God Wants You Well booklet. This booklet answers common questions about healing and includes a list of every time Jesus healed someone in the Bible. This valuable resource is available to you for a limited time, free of charge on our website at awmi.net. This offer is limited to one free booklet per household. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources or call our helpline at 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. If you'd like to write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of February, he'll be in Orlando and Oakland, Florida, and Colorado Springs, Colorado. In March, he'll be at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado for the annual Karis Bible College Men's Advance with special guest Tony Dungy, NFL Hall of Fame and Super Bowl winning coach and James Brown, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster on the CBS and NFL networks. Also at the Sanctuary in March, Andrew will be hosting the Army Conference for Ministers. And in April, Andrew will be back at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park for the annual Karis Bible College Campus Days and also to host the new musical, David, King of Jerusalem, a story of the faithfulness of God's grace in spite of struggle and tragedy. For more details on Andrew's next visit in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. 
I'd like to encourage you to check out this month's Inside Story. I've got Arthur Blessed with me. He's the guy that's been famous for 50 years, carrying the cross all around the world, over 42,000 miles walking, carrying the cross. He's in the Guinness Book of World's Record. And even more important than that, I tell you, this guy loves God. He is passionate about God. I just really love Arthur and Denise Blessed. And I've got him on my inside story, sharing some of the stories that he's had over the last 50 years. It will bless you, encourage you. Check it out, the inside story at awmi.net.